So would you rather shit your pants on a first date or vomit everywhere on the first date? Oh, so that that's the opening question. Wow. Okay. It's a doozy. Now, this is the thing. If you shit your pants, I have a feeling that off first glance, you might, you, it'll be hard, but at least the person you're with is not instantly aware you shat your pants. <laughs> Obviously, if you let it linger around, they'll be aware. However, though, if you vomit, that's the whole room knows immediately. Well, it's, no. That. So here's the thing: it's either it's either you shit your pants and they, they, it's audible, like it's it's loud, or you vomit everywhere all over the table, like now, aggressively vomit. Part of me is thinking that if you if you crap yourself and you you try to play it off, you it might it might. I have a feeling that you might get more sympathy for throwing up than shitting your pants is kind of where I'm going at. And that might sound strange. You might be like, wait, what? I think you get more sympathy shitting your pants. This is the thing though. When you, when you vomit, it's, it's quite clear to the person you're on a date with or everyone there. Like you, you are quite sick, visibly sick. Maybe you can get somewhat of a pass, but if you crap your pants though, I feel like there's at least I think that you still can get sympathy at least some type of feeling of self-control if you're going <laughs> to poop yourself where vomiting might be a little more difficult to contain. I don't know. I, I just feel like if you obviously yak both everywhere, are awful, obviously you, both are awful. If you yak everywhere, then when it gets on the other person, that's, that's, like, that's obviously that's, there's that's no the comeback issue. from there's that. No comeback. If you like shit your pants and you like stand up like later in the day, you can just be like, ah damn like i really just shit myself like you can make it like a running joke like that could be the running thing in your relationship like going forward it's like yeah he really could but i feel like if you're just like yeah he really shit his pants on our first date that's probably a little bit more laughable and like recoverable than yeah he puked on me everywhere i you might not even make it to an next date on them is very puking on them is very different it like now this is the thing though when you crap your pants, I need to know if that if that's a crime scene or not. That also oh. changes a lot. There, there is the degree of there is possibilities of a of a trickle down effect. We can put it that way. Well, I mean, now you put an image in my head that really, really threw a whole wrench into this equation. I think I I'm going with shitting my pants. I I just I don't know. I don't know. I think I need more time to really digest this thought. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play the, the, the yak crowd, you know, just for those, yeah. those sickos out there. I do think though, this is a, um, this is debatement of, you know, which alternative is worse, of course, yeah. or which is less worse, I guess. I think at least with shitting your pants, though, you can just go try and clean it up afterwards. I best. think vomiting's just a more common thing than yeah. shitting your pants. However, we did learn this past week from some colleagues, our, well, our you, unnamed you intern, from, that yeah, crapping intern. your pants might be more common than what it seems at first glance. Personally, I cannot remember a time where I have soiled myself in recent memory. 
I have not done it as of we late. We found that our intern has done it multiple times over the past six months. However, <laughs> I I can't co-sign that type of um lack of self-control. I, I'm not sure if I could co-sign that. A spontaneous boot, though, slightly no, no, it is more understand. It is more understandable. It it, it just is. Depends on context, but yeah, on average, I would depends say. on the person you're with too. Maybe well, if it's our unnamed intern, probably not. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into question here. I think, I think the throwing up's just a little more excusable or understandable. I mean, it's not ideal. Hey, maybe I, I would say either is a little tummy issue. I mean, but I'm not sure if everyone has seen someone crap their pants as an adult at this. I I've never seen it. I've never I have seen not. It. I actually I have witnessed it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we're in different boats here. I think we've had different past experiences, which could you know impact our answers to this question. That's a good one, though. I'm not gonna lie. We yeah. might get flagged from YouTube because we started the episode off like that. But you know what? <laughs> hey, maybe we throw we're not it monetized. at the. We're not monetized. Yeah, yet. we are. So matter. I don't care. I don't care. Who cares? Don't care. We're not You're monetized. Right. No, no, no. You are right. Matter. You are right. Uh, you know that that that's, that's the called, type of water boy question that you get. That's called a though. hooker right there. That's a hook right there. That's how we get people involved in the podcast. A hook. Yeah, that's a called hook. a hook. Um, yes. That is that is correct, Everett. Uh, hopefully, 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 we had people staying for that. But you know, oh, God, what an intro! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a very special edition of the Waterboy Podcast. It is episode number eighty-one, and the NFL regular season is officially over. Eighteen weeks of football, Everett. I I can't believe it's done. We only have what what is it? We got Wild Card Weekend, Divisional Champ. Five weeks of football, and then it's done, Everett. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm scared just to think about the outlook uh, of this podcast post-football. We but both then are. again, it was kind of nice starting this podcast out of season, kind of getting our, our feet in place, kind of yeah, understand actually, what we're doing. I actually did a little investigation into... Uh when we actually started uh, the part, the podcast, and I believe our first episode went up on the 27th, I believe of it was of January, January or February, oh. January. So we, we are coming up on the full turnaround one year. Okay. I, I, I was not even fully aware of that. Damn. We, uh, we've had a very, very, I think eventful past couple months when it comes to this football season, I think we've got our, got our ground and got our footing in, but today, today's a big episode. Of course, recapping last week, this season, there's, there's going to be a, a good amount of teams. That I want to bring up this episode that we probably won't be talking much over the next couple of weeks when it's playoff time. We'll, we'll so, be spending most of our time in the playoff teams. I do want to bring up today a couple of teams where they made some interesting Interesting decisions during that last week, whether whether to get try to get a win, whether to keep on tanking, wh- whatever it may be, Everett. But I got a list of uh, the, the uh, what, what's the term solidified draft picks for this upcoming draft. And let's just say I, I was really taking a look at it like, holy shit. So the I, trades I, were crazy I, last year. I, uh, like people I, forget I wanna, who's picking where. I just want to mention I was sitting here. Just thinking to myself before the game started on Sunday, I was like, 
you know what? Compared to last year, this will probably be a little bit of an easier draft for me to to go around and actually maybe get a couple picks right, unlike last year. Um, then Lovey Smith said, "Not so fast." So, oh, oh yeah, Lo- I once uh. again am in jeopardy of soiling myself per the intro. Um, it's 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 going to be a little bit more difficult than than first expected. No, yeah, a hundred percent. It's going to be a little bit more difficult, but I think. I think, uh, you know, in terms of not going over the playoff teams quite yet, obviously the storyline of the weekend. So Texans lose the number one pick. Bears get the I, number I one pick. I also want, before we do that, I, I do have a question for you. Okay. What was your record for this past weekend's games? Oh, I haven't even calculated them up. Uh, I, you want, you want, I, I can look it up real quick. Uh, keep talking. Okay. Let me calculate it. I believe you had a nine-game lead over me, right? A nine game lead. Yes, I'm looking at those correct. Yes, yeah. I went uh, fourteen and two to close the year. Oh, so wait. Okay, so, let me calculate. So me calculate. we might we might be in here for a little competition. Okay, okay, okay. let me calculate. Um, the only two games that I missed were Colts and Bucks. I had a little bit too much faith in Tom Brady. And I also had a little bit too much faith in the Texans actually being able to throw properly for once. I guess that's what happens when you come out saying you're going to fire your head coach a day before the game, uh, the last game of the regular season. And uh, just so happens, you still don't have the first overall pick on lock yet. Um, I went 11 and five. So I I was going to say, I don't think we had nine different picks. I started off six and zero. I was like, ah, uh, yeah, damn it. Did you pick the Falcons? Really? Mm-hmm. So, what was your your finish your 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 record? Uh, so year? okay, I just went eleven five. I went one hundred fifty eight and one hundred three, or one hundred sixty eight and one hundred three. I was gonna say I went one sixty three and one hundred nine. Pretty good on the year. Pretty good for for the Water Boys for their inaugural. That's season. pretty damn good. Yeah, like I don't. I I mean, if I went if I went eleven and five, I went up from the sixty one percent slightly. Uh, or no, no, I did. Yeah, that's like sixty seven, sixty eight percent on the week. I I'm very I am, impressed I with exactly, both of us. I, I didn't 50, I didn't think we could do that. We pulled that I'm, off. I'm fifty nine point nine seven percent. So sixty percent. Sixty sixty. Pretty that's, good. That's that's a really really solid first year out of us. Pretty good on the, to wrap the season fourteen and two the final week of the regular season. I would say is we both good. we both it's ended fun. off very hot. I went thirteen two last week. You followed that with fourteen and two this week. I mean, I mean, we now. I, I mean, it's gonna be very the, funny when we just get every playoff pick wrong. <laughs> I basically gave it my best, my best work this entire year. I went out with a bang. No, you did. I. Shout out to you. I, I didn't know. I didn't know you, you threw that up last week. Uh, I now, I mean, we, we did just quickly go over that. We're not going to quite be going it's over the pick. The only pick that I got wrong in my fade my picks for Moneyline was one of the only two games that I actually picked. No, I, I, I think I think this year, one thing that 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 I kind of learned is Vegas trap lines. They tell you a lot. And and this year, Did whenever it seemed the Texans were really gonna win that game, or were really gonna lose that I game. I picked the Colts. I picked the Colts in that yeah. game. Uh 
I had my my like upset, like no reason to pick these teams, I guess you could say was for me, Falcons, Browns, Panthers, uh yeah, yeah, Falcons, Browns, Panthers, those are my teams, and then two of them won. Browns lost, obviously, but See, the only reason I picked the Panthers is because Steve Wilkes was coaching to have the full-time head coaching gig for the Panthers. I was just picking them because I was just like six and ten. Fuck it, just win. Also, Dennis Allen <laughs> is a horrible head coach. So yeah, I'm very, very interesting scenario with uh, Dennis Allen going on. I also just want to say shout out my baby boy Olave putting up a thousand fifty yards in fifteen games. So didn't even get the extra seven. Didn't reach a thousand this did. season. I thought he was nine sixty eight. Olave and Garrett are the first receivers in NFL history to rack up a thousand yards year one coming from the same call. I thought that Garrett was the only uh, rookie wide receiver to have a thousand receiving yards this year. Garrett had a thousand going into the week. He put up another oh, hundred yards. What game. it was? Maybe it was he, maybe Olave had nine sixty eight going into week eighteen. That, that I think that, that was it because Olave broke it on like the second catch that he had. So yeah, I'm assuming he was. He was right I off. thought it. Was, I thought it was a PFF's ranking, but that I just saw, but. Maybe it was from like 18 hours ago or something like that before the game was played. No, yeah, I was just shot. Like I now Olave, I can get he can get a bit of a understanding for him breaking a thousand. Mikey T goes out. He was kind of also, their only consistent option at receiver. I can understand that, but Garrett with, with no quarterback quarterback situation. Also, just 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 to uh, just to interlude here. Uh, some of you might have been expecting us to do our award show today. Uh, that has been delayed. Um, as... I think, yeah. So we're recording this before the Natty. We, we, that game needs to happen before we give out these awards. That yeah. game needs to happen. So we, so... We've delayed it. And also the reason why we're recording this before the Natty is we think that college football recap, season recap, deserves its own show. Plus, yes. uh, Grant decided just to get deathly ill uh, last week. Horrible and then timing. ill timing. last week. So we are both sick right now, if you can't tell. Um, I actually think we sound pretty good. I'm not sure if they can tell if we're I sick can't right breathe, now. So I feel pretty stuffy. So I feel like it might. Am I, I think you sound good, good, though. Hey, you know what? I'll take it. Thank you. So I want to shut that, you that, out. That also was a little bit playing into this as, uh, you know, the, the, the boys need to, to, to rest themselves to put out the best performances every week. True, true. Uh, okay, though, I, I think you want to spend some time on, on, on Texans uh, Bears right now? Yeah. Okay. Before we get to the Bears, because I, hey, what, for once again, what did the Bears ever do to you? But I know you're about to attack them. Let's start <laughs> with the Texans, though. Let's start with the Texans, though. Now, apparently, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I do not have this 100% right, but I think the Texans informed Lovey Smith before the game were firing you. Yes. The day before. And oh, Lovey the day, Smith, the whole. Oh, so he had a day, day to, he had a night to think about it. Okay. Yep. All right. And it, it was, it was like, it was basically a report saying that, uh, the Texans are assuming that they're going to part ways with Lovey Smith. And Lovey Smith came out and said that he hasn't heard anything and that he expects to be retained for next season. The next day they go and play and obviously won the game. Now, if I'm Lovey Smith or if I'm just a player on the Houston Texans in general, okay, I don't care about tanking. From the player coach team perspective itself, I'm not looking at GMs. You're not going out there. There's no such thing as going out there tank. All these dudes, their livelihoods, their NFL career, them getting a contract next year depends on their week 18 performance. So for any player, any fringe guy on the Texans, 
maybe maybe they had some guys getting called up from the practice squad, Davis making their Mills. first NFL appearance ever. Okay, Davis, Davis Mills, Mills included. For, for he was playing for his NFL career in Week 18. So I get if you're a Texans fan, I I can understand why you might like you could be sitting there like, God damn it, we just choked another. I mean, the same thing happened last year. Texans lose a late, meaningless game and they lose out on the number one pick. Same thing happened last year. So if you're a Texans fan, I can understand some frustration, but from a Texans player or Lovey Smith's perspective, you're going out and giving 100%, especially after. I just feel like it's one of those situations coming up to you like you're done after this. Like, obviously, if you're on the team, right? You never want to, like, as somebody who's experienced a, a two and you're never you, going out there losing. You, you never want to to go out there and and just lose. Like, you're gonna play 100 percent every single game. You're gonna win. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Now, on the other hand, though, the NFL is a business. You have a team that has a desperate need for drastic overhaul, a potential for a number one pick in a draft that is massively talented that you could either trade for multiple picks, multiple players, get a generational quarterback in Bryce Young, which they may or may not get now if the Bears decide to, to trade that pick. It'd be very funny if the Texans trade up from two trade to up. one and just yeah. give a fat asshole. Like, I just, I think that in my mind, one, it's a poverty, fran- like you're a poverty franchise. One, you at least need to have the class to to wait to say anything about your head coach until after that. That's a horrible, year. yeah. That's yeah. a horrible look. That should never be coming out. Even if, even if even if it's something that you've talked about. Even if we all kind of know deep down, you're gonna know, do it. One, you never have that meeting with your head coach before tell the last game of the season. You never have a head, you never have that meeting before the last week of the season. Like look look at the Cardinals this year. Okay, we actually, all, we, go on, go on. We all I know that. We all know that Cliff was going to get his ass fired after this season. Like it's been known. We've we you and I have both said that since like yeah. week four that Cliff is is gone. We've all known. Did they did they say anything to Cliff Kingsbury but before yesterday before his last game? No. I would assume if they, they did, not. it was behind closed doors and both both parties kept that private. If they yeah. did, you know. But like for the for the for the Texans also with the number even one Cliff pick, was did right. <laughs> even like the thing is like one, it's Lovey Smith, right? Like I know that he hasn't had a, a great track record as a head coach, but he's also been given so many shitty situations. Yeah, so that's one thing, right? Yeah, yeah I, threw, I threw him, him tenth on the with, worst coach of the year, and I I knew that was undeserved. He threw he him in here with a super shitty roster, and he's managed to to get a couple wins, which was unsurprising. People with David, even with David Culley, like they managed to get a couple wins. Like, I don't even know how the fuck that happened. Three road wins this year. So, it's just like, <laughs> he deserves the, the respect to at least get let down after the game and not yeah. have it be leaked beforehand. So, I'll give props. I'll give props to, to Lovey Smith for, for kind of giving the fuck you on the way out to the Texans. Oh, no, no, no. If anything, Lovey Smith, that was the most badass way to possibly go but out. Go for two also to like. To win it? Yeah. That's 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 a major fuck you to to no. Nick that's Nero. a message to the whole. If anything, that should just be a reflection on just kind of the state of the NFL, where it's it's quite clear that there's disconnect between the GM or the owner and their path for the future, and then their current team. So there's clear disconnect for some if franchises. You are the the Texans owner right now? I don't know who the fuck it is, but clearly they don't give a shit, right? If you're the Texans owner right now. You're looking at Nick Casero. I think that's his name, the GM of the Texans. Now, do they also have the Browns pick this year? Do we know yes. that? Yes, yes, they okay. do. 
I'll look so at the draft and keep you going. Have, you have Nick Casera as your GM, right? He's been allowed to hire two back-to-back coaches, both of which have horrendous seasons. So he Where's fired coach last year again. David Culley. Okay. Last okay. year it was David Culley. So they had David Culley get fired after losing out on the first overall pick. One season, one and done. Next year, they have Lovey Smith fired after losing out on the number one pick, one and done season. But also keep in mind that they fucking interviewed Josh McCallan for the head coaching job last year. So, yeah, that's also what I... Like, and Josh I Personally, just I don't understand why you're letting this GM, who obviously he's made no effort to, to make an impact change for these rosters. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who the fuck they've drafted over the last two two years. I can't fucking name who's who they drafted. I guess Stingley last Stingley. year. Stingley. So they've replaced two coaches, one and done, like one and done years back to back. Now he's about to hire another person. Like, also, you can at least make an effort to have a, a head coach that like might be some like generational head coach, like. Even if you're not giving them the best roster, at least give them a shot. Like D'Amico Ryan's, right? Like you could do that. You could hire some young guy. He's like, gonna be a big name too this offseason. Right. He also played for the Texans, by the way. But they go and hire these head coaches that have never had a chance, who have have never coached well because they know that they're gonna be an easy fall guy. Like if that's me, one, get the fuck out of here. Get that GM the fuck out of here. Like he has made no effort to to make my team a contender. He's consistently hired coaches just to be the fall guy so he doesn't get blamed. And they've done nothing but lose. And they haven't made any impact draft picks or free agency moves. He should be on the way fucking out. Let's get a whole new regime in there all over again. Restart, reflush the whole fucking thing and start fresh. Yeah, I, I do worked. think, though, like it getting rid of Deshaun was obviously the first correct step. The moves but you can say that they they've made since there. What, what are they really doing? Now, of, of okay. course... Of course, the Lovey Smith went through through some through some shit into the plan there. I just think right now, if you're a Texans fan, you're just sitting here, just like, what the actual fuck is going well, on? Like, I don't, I just don't understand why. Like, I understand rebuilding and stuff, but if you were just gonna have Lovey Smith be the fall guy, David Cully be the fall guy, right? That's two coaching cycles now where you could have hired somebody who you actually wanted to make a great impact on your players. Look and at try the Jaguars, you know, they take they Doug, Doug Peterson. Or Doug Peterson, yeah. Yeah, they get Doug Peterson. Look at them now. Went from, I think, 3-14 and 14 to 9-8. and eight. Uh, I, I, I do think, like, a lot of... Regardless like, of if you are in a position to win, I do think it makes a lot of sense. Teams, you want to be building some type of culture, you know, putting coaching, something in place. Coaching does, definitely make, with the coaching does definitely make an impact, and I can tell you oh, that Lovey Smith and David Culley both are not, like, the best coaches out there, Right. So it does fall on that, but it falls on the GM for making that hire. It falls on the GM for building that team in accordance with the coach, right? So it's two factors, and clearly neither of which have been working this entire time. So if you want to make the Texans into a contender again, you have to rebuild the whole thing. Like Even before all this, when it was Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien was a horrible GM. He was a pretty good coach, but a horrible GM. Okay. Yeah, I, I still cannot believe they ever let that man get control of GM. But in my mind... He, he, he traded away D-Hop, right? Yeah. Is that in Bill? my mind, though, at least Bill O'Brien had the like some picture of what he wanted his team to be yeah. outside of that final year, and he actually was able to coach them in the playoffs. Yeah. 
they have not done shit since then. Like the team has changed. Now, of course, a he bit. had some pretty nice pieces. Yeah, the, the, the team, team has changed there, a little but... bit. The team has changed a little bit since then, but like a lot of the players have effectively stayed more or less the same in position groups. So this team is only like one or two or three players away from what that playoff team was, which is kind of telling something. One of either Bill O'Brien's coaching ability or two of the GM and current head coaches abilities to do their job. Yeah, it's, it is a question. I'm not exactly sure how, how you go and fix the Texans uh, just overnight. I do think Fucking coming down to, the stretch to the water boys, we'll get it done. We'll get yeah, it done. Give, give, give us the keys of the Lambo. We'll, we'll, we'll turn this Prius like a into of, a Lamborghini. Yes, I know a lot of our TikToks, you know, are, are a little bit of hot takes, but, but it's also for content basis. So we'll, we'll get the job done with actual reverence and respect. Trust us. No, no, no. Just, just give us a full off season, you know, just give us an off season. That's all I ask for. That's all just we ask for. Trade acceptance rate to hundred percent for me, like in Madden, and we'll be good. I am the king of well, getting Madden first round picks. Trades. Don't even worry about us. We got this. Uh, now, okay. A little bit on the bears, uh, Texans. What oh, happened? Okay. Bears, 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 bears. Weasel their way into the first, first pick in this draft. Now, obviously I, no surprise here. Of course, of course, the Bears are going to be looking to trade down with with this recent hype going towards uh, Bryce and CJ Stroud. I think at least at least for today, at least you know right what? now, when people are looking at this mock draft, you know people what? are thinking Hold these on. two should go one two. Hold, Hold the fucking phone. Hold on. Okay. There one. I'll just stipulate this. There are two teams I can see fully trading for the one pick. But I'm going to call back something that you said an episode or two ago. Okay. Just a concept, an idea, a hypothetical that you had. Okay. I don't remember my hypothetical here, so I have the no Bears idea where you're going with this. Devontae Adams from the Raiders. Oh, that trade. Now, in theory, at that point in time, we were just kind of joking. You were kind of joking about it. You're like, you know what? I could see it happening. Like somehow, like you can make these things yeah, work. Yeah, it was like, also happening. It's but just like it's just. But think about it now. Raiders are kind of in a rebuild situation. Want a quarterback? Bryce Young's available at one. Devontae Adams getting older. Derek Carr is no longer there. He's still happy to be there, but Derek Carr is no longer there. Yeah. You get the number one overall pick for Devontae Adams and either a second round or their first round or whatever that is. I could fully see that happening. I I think I think this is the thing for that to happen. And that clears so much cap space off. And by the way, the Bears, the Bears can take have this. So yeah, uh, another thing I wanted to bring up. I, I saw this the other day. The Bears uh hold on for a sec so the bears they have over 100 million in cap space by far the most in the nfl they had the first overall pick and they also have eight picks in this upcoming draft we're assuming they're not going to hold on to that number one pick trade away get even more if this is also what i think the way, though they're going to get will anderson so there you go i think with that additional capital too they have eight more picks they could potentially you know give away that first Give away, I don't know, a third and a fourth. Get like two first rounders, maybe even. Well, okay. Three. Look what the Eagles. Look at what the Eagles have done, by the way, an accumulation of first round picks. That's exactly what the Bears could be doing, and 
you have the cap space to go massive into free agency, get all these free yeah. agents that are there, running backs, wide receivers. Edge People runners. do forget the Eagles had the best pick in the draft last year. They picked A.J. Brown with the 18th pick in the draft. Like, oh. that was the best pick in the draft. So <laughs> it is it is very possible that that could happen because at that point, like, look, they have so much cap room to go to free agency for not only this season, but next season too, and possibly even the season after that. Why not trade the first overall pick, get more top picks over the next couple of years because i know the colts or the raiders which are my two teams that i think would trade for that first overall pick they will actually yeah they they will have top picks over the next couple of years so why not do that and just build continue to build your team for the future because there will be a point in the upcoming years where the packers are done that's after the season by the way the vikings at some point once Kirk Cousins retires or is cut loose, like or I said, possibly becomes after the, Colts the season, quarterback, which, like I said, is possible after the season, they're going to be in a full rebuild or competitive rebuild, which is what they are now. Which doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be in it or out of it. It's a it's a season by season we'll basis see. or, we'll or a week by week basis. <laughs> so then the, the the conference is or the division is possibly up to between the Bears and the Lions at that point. So why not do that? I, I think yeah, they're about there's to be in a slow. full rebuild for every single team. So why not do that? I you know what? I'm I'm not against. I think the Bears right now, at least when you're looking short term, when I look at kind of what other teams are doing, like let let's look at what Jacksonville did this offseason to help out Lawrence. They signed Kirk, they signed Ingram, uh, they get O-line help, and then uh they go trade for Calvin Ridley next season. Obviously, he didn't play this year, but I do think. The Bears, they, they can show us a lot of things this offseason. They're either fully committing to Justin Fields or I think they're showing that they're not going to fully commit. I think it, it's going to be clear one way or the other based on how these trades go. This is something I was also well, thinking no, of, Everett, I, I, and I'm not I, I entirely sure if I agree. This is something I'm thinking of, and I don't agree with it because I, I think they're committed to Fields. But I, I'm starting to think, I, I really am curious what value other NFL teams are putting on Justin Fields because part of me is thinking hey, maybe maybe the Bears cannot get an infra- infrastructure around Justin Fields to get him prepared. I Like, literally, over the past years, they tried getting Claypool. They tried him out that way. Claypool obviously didn't work. They, people also, forget, by the way, they traded the 32nd overall pick for Claypool. Yeah. Like, really think about that. Yeah. Anyway, the Steelers, by the way. A- anyway, anyway, I digress. That, that, that move itself, you know, obviously the Bears showed they tried, they tried to bet on Justin this year. I heard a lot of complaints. I want to say from polls, their GM saying they want to develop Justin as a passer. You better fucking get him help. Then. You better help that O-line and you better get him a blanket receiver, okay? Like, Once here's the, the thing, though. Like, he doesn't have a go-to guy look, on look a second at, down, on a third down. I love Mooney, these- but I'm not sure if he's quite that possession guy. He's more of a stretch-the-field guy, in my opinion. He He can be a number one receiver, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be able to be there every single week and do that. Like you he's need also to have a little banged up. Like there's yeah. obviously concerns. There. Um, but let's, let's take a look at this. Okay. So I know mobile quarterbacks is like the big there. That's, that's now what the NFL is becoming is, is, is physical dominant mobile quarterbacks, athletic quarterbacks. Yeah, right? yeah, it's not really yeah. pocket, pure pocket passers. Yeah. Yeah. So far, let's look at what the, the big mobile quarterbacks are in the NFL. Okay. The two biggest mobile quarterbacks, three biggest mobile quarterbacks that we have in the NFL right now, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. All three of them hurt this year because of running. 
Lamar Jackson busted up his knee. He's a PCL sprain. I believe it's PCL sprain. Yeah. Uh, don't know if he's going to be in the playoffs or not. We're assuming he will be, but don't know yet. No, no confirmation. Kyler Murray tore his ACL. ACL. And Jalen Hurts hit his shoulder on a running play. Yeah. So in order to have longevity at the, at the quarterback position, if you are going to be a mobile quarterback, you need to be able to throw. Otherwise, you're going to be plagued with injuries. You're not going to be able to sustain a long NFL career and get paid what you want to be paid and play the amount that you want to be like want to play. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah. The reason why he is still in the NFL is how many times have you seen him run? Obviously, is his diet and he has everything. That too. And also, he's just very smart at protecting himself. Like if if someone's coming, like he's getting the ball out on the ground. You know, the ball's out. He protects himself well too. But like you don't see mobile quarterbacks really doing that. They're always like Josh Allen, huge props to him, big balls, but he dies. Gonna try to keep extending plays. At some point, you will get hurt from that. When your body gets older, you will get hurt from that. So I just like if you want to have Justin Fields be your long-term solution at the quarterback position, obviously a thousand rushing yards, amazing. Like utilize that, but build the O-line. So he's not getting hit every single play. Cause your body can't sustain that. For I also weeks. think they need to, they need to work on a bit of a more complimentary run game for Justin Fields. You know, who's, you know what my other thing was Josh Jacobs, a free agent this year. That could be another move. We're going to see how much, because I'm pretty sure the Raiders have made it quite clear that they don't want to re-sign him. I think they've made that pretty clear. Now, we'll see if they try to pull a levy on Bell on him and tag him for like the next eight years straight. We'll see. I don't like paying running backs large. Me neither. Me neither. But I could see them doing that just because they have it. No, just this season was obviously very, very contract motivated for Josh Jacobs, he felt disrespected this offseason that they weren't considering. Apparently, people feel disrespected. I put him at eight on my running back list, too, by the way. Now, obviously, a lot of people were coming at you for that. Uh, this is the thing, though. Like, I a lot of people just love looking at the yard and stuff. One thing that I did, I did find very impressive about Josh Jacobs, he did have 30 more first down carries than any other player in the league this season. Could also and, just be short line. Now, like the, another thing, like I, I do, I do want to give him credit considering how poor their passing offense was. Josh Jacobs was definitely the focal point for most defenses this year. I know they have Devonte Adams, but they, they, they did not get much going with Devonte Adams this season. I feel like there were times this season where it was like, what the hell? Why aren't they throwing it to Devonte Adams? It's like, he was almost phased out of the game plan in some scenarios. I don't know. I, Hey, as a Bolts fan, I, I know how good Devontae Adams is. He put up like 500 yards against us this year. I know. Don't don't get mad at me. Get mad at Josh McDaniels, all right? I. It was just a weird system for me. I do think, though, I might have I might have uh, taken a little too much into account in the past years when I was initially reacting to to your first running back list, though. I, I don't have major problems with your thing, though. I also think. Justin Fields at 10 should be a, a pretty clear indicator to most people that this is a joke list. They don't get that though. That's all right. Uh, I don't have any, any problems with that, but I want to go back to a quick little thing you're talking about with the running quarterbacks. I do think the NFL, they're becoming a lot more interested in running quarterbacks. Of course, like we're seeing Lamar, we're seeing Jalen hurts, seeing what Kyler could do, even a little bit of fields. In my opinion right now, I, I, when I look at some of these top quarterbacks, Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, I'll throw Herbert in there. These guys, 
they're not necessarily known for their running, right? They're they're not necessarily known for it. However, they extend plays. Josh Allen kind of is though. No, no, jo- yeah, Josh Allen, but they extend plays. They get outside of the pocket. It's not necessarily they're there to run, but they throw it's like the, it's very the, well on the run. Like they're the very Russell, good on the move. It's the Russell Wilson kind of play style. And you're not going to like this, but the Aaron Rodgers gunslinger that I'm oh, seeing yeah. out of these guys, getting out of the pocket, extending plays, keeping keeping their legs moving, you know, getting the ball downfield. I think that's what this league is more towards going to. And when I look at these quarterbacks upcoming, okay, Bryce Young, to me, has shown that he extends plays with his pocket. He runs too, but he can also throw on the run, get outside the pocket, extend plays that way, which I think more so fits this style of NFL offense where it is pass heavy. That is the priority right now. But these guys can also still tuck it and run. I'm about to be a little critical on CJ Stroud here, where I think, you know, I'm very happy CJ Stroud's getting a lot of a lot of hype and a lot of you know, a lot of compliments after how he last played against Georgia and how he, he was running a lot, extending plays with his feet. He had two touchdown passes where I've never seen him break outside the pocket like that and, and make just throw dimes like that. That's not something I've been used to seeing. My one concern is I'm not sure if CJ Stroud's going to be able to continue replicating replicating that weekend, week out in the I NFL. Than Will Levis. Yes. I just by the way, I have I have okay. a feeling though that maybe maybe CJ Stroud might be getting this number two pick hype right now. But remember, nope. folks, Justin Fields went off against Clemson and then fell from two to like eleven. Twelve. Um it's just like, I mean, I just I'm all I'm saying is I have seen multiple mock drafts that have Will Levis going two to the like the, the as a nuts. quarterback yeah. off, off the board, nuts. And I, I tweeted this out, and I said, "Why do I get the feeling that the Texans losing the number one overall pick and now being number two overall is feels exactly the same as when the Jets lost it out to the Jaguars and the Jets picked Zach Wilson with that two pick instead of Trevor Lawrence at one?" And I can totally feel just just a feeling Will that I could too. see Bryce Jen going one. And then another Ohio State quarterback getting booked over for the perennial, like, just it's gonna happen. Quarterback and now, they yeah, I, I did, I did Levis just come out saying I'm not Levis sure is, is gonna be the next Zach Wilson. Maybe not as many character issues as Zach Wilson, but he's gonna suck. Hopefully not. Hopefully not for his for his NFL for his career. Sake, yeah, yeah. I hope he doesn't. Now. I, I like obviously this this qu- the quarterback question. We're going to dive into it a little bit more. I just think it, Bears got a lot of moves, a lot of decisions they can make. My question is, I think we're going to have to gauge how how these NFL teams view these quarterbacks at the top. How important this number one or number two pick is, in my opinion, off second glance, really really looking at this draft class, thinking about it compared to some past years. I'm not really sure if there's quite a game-breaking talent in this draft. Now, obviously, Jalen Carter's very good. Will Anderson's very good, too. I'm not, I'm not like, trying to, like, discount them. I'm just slightly disappointed. Preseason, well, Jalen Carter wasn't quite getting that hype, but preseason, the Will Anderson hype, then we compare to what he did in that senior season. I guess it's not quite the jump you were looking for for a preseason potential. Still have one more game. game. He still has one more game to show up, show out, though. Will Anderson? No, he doesn't. 
Oh no, Jaylen he's on Bama. I, for whatever reason, I thought he was on Georgia. J- Jalen Carter, yeah. Jalen Carter, yeah. Uh, Anderson well, is I, not. No. We'll see what he. We'll see. I. I just. You know. I think. Oh, I think at it. this point, Jalen. Jalen Carter. His. His tape's well, kind of no, out Will there. Anderson I think he's invited, going top three. Will Anderson top five. get invited to to the Reese's Senior Bowl? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that he really needs to go. But I mean, you, there's always opportunity. That like Josh Allen went, and he went to the Bills. Like that's that's the reason he went to the Bills is because it, 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 it is a different scenario, though. I, I we'll we'll see. I don't know. I think Will Anderson's gonna go top five. We're, we'll see. No we'll see that. what it comes down to. We'll we'll see what it comes down to. I think that if the Bears don't trade, like here's here's the thing. When I make my my mock draft, okay, I'm not gonna have it be with trades first until the trade is then that's why it's like kind of just rough to 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 make a mock draft because we we're assuming that the bears will trade but we might not have a trade until draft day but i'm presuming that if they don't trade that will anderson will be the number one pick i we could see it happening i i think so i i we'll we'll, we'll see what ends up happening i think just the way these draft goes quarterback's probably going to go number one it's probably I actually don't know if it's going to be Bryce Young. Uh, the way these, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It will be Bryce Young. As Bryce Young will be the first quarterback off, off the draft board. I want to say that. I want to say that too, Everett. But th- this There's league. No, there is zero doubt in my mind. I, I Zero doubt that it will be Bryce Young. I hope so too. Levis somehow manages to squeeze I his way so into too. going over Bryce Young. I don't know what is, like, something is wrong in the world. We'll we'll have to see, Everett. I I really do not know anymore. I I have zero confidence anymore in what goes on with these picks. But congratulations to the Bears. We kind of just told you guys a whole bunch of nothing about what could happen. But okay, uh, time to quickly go over these last uh, s- some other things that would happen. Uh, now, Cardinals lose the Niners. Cliff is out. This is a quick little point I want to say, but uh, Cliff to Ohio State, who says no? Ryan Day is giving up uh, play calling. I think Cliff should play call. Who says no? I think Cliff says no. You think Cliff says no? I think Cliff wants to be a head coach. I think Cliff does too. My question is, I'm not sure if an NFL spot will give him that gig. He'll he'll probably get he'll one in college. Back to college. That's what I, I don't think he cares. I think he I just don't. We'll see. Coach. We'll see. We'll see what he wants. We'll see what he does. Just I just want to point out, Cliff Kingsbury before taking that Cardinals head coaching job, he accepted the offensive coordinator position at USC and quarterback coach. Probably probably had that too. Then I don't know. Eight hours later, took the took the Cardinals head coaching job. Well, you know, when you when you get a head coaching no, job. No, 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 no. I don't blame him. Don't blame him at all. I do think though that Cliff, maybe the head coaching job it isn't for him right now. Maybe he can prove himself more as an offensive coordinator and re-earn a spot to to get him I'm back so in the coaching job. How we got head the head coaching job uh for the Cardinals. It's it was it was the young quote coach wave. It had to have been. The young offensive mind way, but at least it's not that it wasn't like that though. Yeah. I mean, people were just thrown out the window when they saw McVay make the Super Bowl year two. Everyone was like, well, okay. Then, then the flood occurred, but you know, I, I, I ain't here. I ain't here to attack him on, on that front. Cliff to Ohio state though. Who says no? Cliff. We'll see if we'll see if Cliff says no. I have a feeling it. I, also, if I'm Cliff, 
I think there's just a coaching thing in general. I don't think anyone wants to deal with the NCAA right now. Like Jim Harbaugh, I can't blame him. He's getting investigated and potentially violating for buying a $4 hamburger for recruit when fucking Florida and Miami and Tennessee and Georgia are out here just blatantly paying players seven figure NIL deals before setting foot on campus. And that's fine. So if I'm Jim Harbaugh, yeah, I would also hate the NCAA and want to leave. I, I don't blame him at all. I completely understand why he's upset. Uh, that's what I had on that though. Everett. I'm concerned for your mental health coming up here. Okay. I think, I think that you think that you're winning the Super Bowl or you should win it this year or that you have the highest expectations for the Vikings win the Super Bowl in a really long time. I'm worried that you're setting yourself up for emotional disaster here, Everett. I'm worried for you. I really don't know why you think that. I think I've stated multiple times that one, after the performances I've seen the last couple of weeks, I had higher expectations for 2017's team than I do this year because there's no way for me to to really know what the fuck's going to be on the field when I watch this game next Sunday. I, I don't know who the fuck's going to come out to play because it might be nobody. It might be everybody. But also, if you're going to be talking about the the tweets I was I was sending during the game last week, um, that had zero context to do with with my game. That was a general comment on the NFL itself. I I uh, just and- I'm not even talking about well, kind of talking about that. I just I think you are getting very riled up right now, and I I'm concerned for you. How am I getting riled up? I, I'm just concerned. But like, I'm curious, how am I getting riled up when I'm, let me, let me say this, for example, you know, if I'm watching, let's take it back to the uh, Ohio state, I don't know, the Maryland game. I'm not sure if you remember that one, but that one was, 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 it was very close. Yep. I remember. Now I, at some point in that game, I accepted like, oh, this is, this isn't, this isn't going to go well. And when, when that crossed my mind, I was like, you know what? There, there's no, there's nothing I can do at this point. There, there's no getting mad at the refs isn't going to help me. Getting, getting mad at my players isn't going to help. We're just going to have to get through this one, boys. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing I can do at this point other than make my, my sanity worse. If I let it get to this point, watching this game, ever, I, I, I'm just concerned. I'm concerned for you because I going into this game, I remember you telling me. I don't really care what happens in this game. I think we should rest all the guys. You guys obviously had something to play for. You guys obviously had something to play for. We're about to get to the Chargers who had nothing to play for and still played all their guys. <laughs> but I, I'm just, I'm worried that you're setting yourself up for emotional disaster. That, that didn't really answer my question though, how I was getting, how I'm getting like bent out of shape about you were stuff. just up by 10 against the bears getting riled up over i was like ever you just gotta let that one go well no the, the that's the, okay that, the, that's just football the thing that that i was riled up over i my my tweet was how I, w- I was basically saying that pushing the pile shouldn't be a thing in the nfl that's what i said and like i just stated that had zero context to do with my game i wasn't getting riled up over my game in fact actually i tweeted that after the vikings it was our offense that pushed our pile forward for our first down was when I tweeted that out. It had nothing to do with the bears play because that was us on offense doing it. Okay. okay. That's all right. That's all right. I, I've just, I've seen a lot of your tweets ending with shaking my damn head and I'm concerned for your emotional health because of that, because that 
to me, it was one tweet. It was that tweet. That was it. I'll be honest, Everett. I, I looked up Eonor SMDH over your past three. You you tweeted out, I think, 30 tweets over the past month or so with SMDH. I'm concerned for your mental health. Over the, over the last what now? Like month. I and th- it wasn't well, there well, two months I mean, ago. I mean, yeah, over I, the last month. You know how you know how many you know how many games that we, we've had over the last month? Five. Four. I don't know. <laughs> Like four well, games, you know, what, you know what has happened in all those games. We we we. It's it's it has nothing to do with me complaining about stuff. It's it's everything. I'm to just do concerned with, for your mental health. I'm concerned for my mental health with the aspect that that the Vikings always fucking win close games, and it looks like we're going to shit our pants for three quarters. Like if you're talking about that aspect, yeah, I'm 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 concerned. But if like there there's there's no reason for me not to be saying shaking my damn head when you're a fan of the Vikings and they do the shit that they do. Thank you, Ed Donatel. I'm I'm just looking out for you now. Targeting anything. I'm looking out for you. To, to this last week, it has no contacts. I, I'm I'm I just want you to know I've I've gone down this path and I will be needing a wellness check depending I've, on what happens on Sunday. I didn't recover from it when I went down that path in 20. I'm aware. Yes, so. yes, I, I I remember. So hey, I'm just looking out for you now. But okay, Everett, it's, this is something yeah. that's more fun for you. Did Aaron Rodgers play his last game in the NFL? See, I don't know with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know either, but hey, when he when Jameson Williams asked, you want a jersey? So I've said, uh, might hold on to this one. But I've also seen that people think that he was Well, maybe it's just last game for the Packers. But I've heard no, I think if he retire, he's going out on the on the Packers. I think he's not like he's gonna be a one team man. Um I think that's also him like one upping Brett Favre, by the way, because like he's always tried to do oh, that. that um, true. But I think that there's I've seen some people be like he was saving the jersey for Randall Cobb because Randall Cobb might be retiring after this season. And he if he yeah. stays, he wants to give Randall Cobb the jersey. But I also like I think he's a little apprehensive. I don't think that he actually knows himself yet what he wants to do. Uh if it was me. I probably, if I just fucking lost to the Lions and they're also on the come up, I'd be like, it's done. See you later. It's done. I'm I'm good. I, I'll get my contract bought out. That's a couple million dollars still. And I'll, I'll see y'all later. But I also, I feel like Aaron Rodgers also has that kind of, kind of competitiveness in him. He doesn't want to retire. Well, we will see. In my opinion, that was Aaron Rodgers' last game in the NFL. I, think so. I honestly think so, too, but we will see. You never know with Aaron Rodgers. He'll probably play this shit out for another seven months, but... Not 100%. He's not, he's not letting them know if he's done until at least after free agency. He's not letting the Packers do anything with this, you know? No. Yeah. Yeah, he's not telling them until, like, you have to report to training camp. Like even then he might not even tell them yet. He might tell them week one, like, Oh, by the way, I retired like eight months ago. Like literally, I think, I think Rogers got some petty in him. So oh yeah, no, for sure. I think he fucking hates Matt LaFleur, but I think he does dislike him, but I, I do think relationship has improved. Probably a little bit, you know, it's not hashtag best friend goals, but it has improved. Take that um, okay. for what you want, but okay. Let's get to the Chargers and then playoffs. Yeah, okay. Chargers, I'm beyond disappointed in Brandon Staley. Okay. I'm not saying uh that it, it's like a specifically a him thing. 
I think it's an NFL coaching thing in general where a bunch of these guys, they have very big egos and going into this Brandon Staley, put his mind to it. I'm not resting the starters. We are not going to rest and try to, and come out uh, a little soft week one, the playoffs. I understand. I understand what he was thinking. Okay. My one problem is the refusal to admit your idea might be a little far-fetched and I don't know, just like the refusal to abandon a plan and just like, I'm sticking to my word. This is what I'm saying. We're going to keep trying. Okay. So Staley's plan was to play all the starters, play them all this week. So they're not rusty. They don't come out flat in the wild card round. Staley was on the bears staff in 2016, 2017, when they were uh, the three seed, they lost round one. Uh, Khalil Mack was on that team when they had that crazy defense. Staley was on that staff. He didn't, he was afraid that might happen again. Now I understand that. I completely understand the logic behind that. I get that. This is, this is what, in my opinion, what should happen. The second Mike Williams got hurt, that should have at least, at least been a signal. Hey, maybe, hey, I, I thought this plan would work. Now we're getting hurt. Okay, maybe we start rolling it back a little bit. We start pulling guys at halftime. Okay, that didn't happen. Then shortly after Mike, Mike Dub gets hurt, Joey Bosa gets banged up. Who's been banged up all year leaves the game on the sideline, doesn't come back. That should have been the final straw. Seeing Bosa then also go out should have been, okay, everyone off. But, uh, Mac off, Derwin off, Herbert off, Keenan off, Corey Lindsley Eckler. off, Eckler off. That should have been the signal. It wasn't though. Uh, and they stayed in until like the fourth quarter. I was now, sitting here, I, I, sorry to interrupt, but I no was literally worries. just sitting here, here just, minding my own business i i, I was just kind of like doing doing some work and stuff and i i turned on the charters game because I, I saw that it was it was still on it's the third quarter and i'm thinking okay all right it probably doesn't really matter i'll just check out what's going on it's the third fucking quarter versus the broncos and austin eckler and and, and justin herbert are both still in and, and keenan I, I, and derwin like I'm the only two that I had, I, saw, I hadn't seen Keenan Allen. I I only saw it. I, it was a running play from Herbert to to, oh, to Keenan Allen caught like the last touchdown of the game for the Chargers with like four minutes left in the game. He was still playing in the fourth quarter. Like, I just I understand conditioning and shit, but also when I you're don't. putting when you're putting <laughs> when you're putting your players out that actually are one your franchise and your co entire coaching career because you don't fucking deserve to be there. Um, it seems a little bit of a problem to me, especially when the team that you're playing the next week is one of the, if not the hottest team in the NFL right now, and you have to go into their fucking territory. You probably want to rest up a little bit for that. Yeah, and also this is another thing. So obviously yeah, the- And they have an extra rest day than you. Well, yes, and it could have been worse. Now- so we're playing on Saturday night. The Jags, they technically just have a normal week and we're on one day less rest technically. But obviously we didn't know that going into the game, but we did know going into the game, the Jaguars are playing the night before us. We're playing the day after. If we get the Jags, we will have one day less of rest. We knew that. We knew that going into our game. Now, another thing, starting on Sunday, we weren't sure if we would keep the five seed. However, the Ravens and Bengals played before us. So we knew the result of that game before our game kicked off. Now I understand the Ravens-Bengals game finished last out of all those games. 
However, that game still ended about 10, 15 minutes before kickoff, okay? I can get 10 minutes before kickoff. You just learned you have clinched the five seed. You don't really want to just say, okay, now we're pulling all the starters, backups. We know you didn't practice, but fuck it, get in there. I can understand you don't want to do that. I get that. However, it should have just been one half. It should have been one half done, okay? Especially after learning you clinch it up. You can't be letting them play into the fourth quarter over a legitimate meaningless game. If they win it, nothing changes for the playoffs. Nothing. Okay, I also, I'll say And it's this, being I, the Broncos. How much of, how much of a tune-up morale win is it I to beat the Broncos? I understand the Broncos have one of, if not the best defense in the NFL this year. So if you want to use the argument like, okay, they're trying to get some some tune up, some some like you know practice yeah, against the best defense. That. Like it's a practice. Like I can see that. I can understand that a bit more. But you still don't need to keep. But just them a half. Just, just have to play a half. Like I guarantee you, a half is probably a half against the best defense in the NFL is probably more than enough. I it's just there was there was a play in the third quarter. Justin he takes a roughing the passer, just a shot to the ribs. The D tackle took like three steps after the ball was thrown to hit him. Like clearly like, dude, why the fuck did you just hit him? I was literally holding my breath. I literally holding my breath when I saw that hit happen. That's just a completely unavoidable hit if you just don't play him. But we did. Now, this is my thing. Mike Williams, he had x-rays that came back negative and Brandon Staley, of course, said we expect him to practice this week. My only issue is like this dude could not even walk off the field yesterday on his own strength. Are we sure he's 100% for this game next week? Hell no, he isn't. Of course he's not going to be. So, so I mean, I mean, what, 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 are, what are we expecting to happen next week? I mean, okay. If you, you want to dive into the playoffs now? Yeah, we, we can, we can, we can uh, transition to that. Yeah. This is something I, I want to, well, I, I could bring this up later, but I, I got a big point on the, on the Bengals that I want to make, which, you know, could go either two ways, how, how you guys want to do. But I've got my full playoff predictions. Everett, pretty sure you do as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, though. Both sides of this bracket, both sides of, 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 of this is, is, is really hard this year. Very, very challenging. One thing that I, I, wa- I want to say, uh, when I just first glance looking at this game, or the, these opening wildcard weekend games, I kind of don't like any away teams. I, I kind of think every home team might take this dub. Uh, I, guess, uh, I guess you won, so I'll go first. Yeah, you can go first. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, should I, should I, how should I do this? Do the, my NFC side and then AFC side or go like rounds by rounds? Let's do, let's do AFC side and then NFC side and then just have your full declared winner uh, okay. at the end of that. All right. Here are my AFC predictions. We got Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Chargers, Jags. I'm going with Bills, Bengals, Chargers. Following that up next round. I got Chargers at Chiefs and Bengals at Bills. I have Chiefs and Bengals moving on. AFC Championship game, Bengals at Chiefs. I have the Bengals winning this game and the Bengals making it to the Super Bowl. 
Okay. NFC side. NFC side. Seahawks, Niners, Giants, Vikings, Cowboys, Bucks. I got all home teams winning. Niners, Vikings, and Bucks. Okay. Divisional round. Bucks at Eagles, Vikings at Niners. I got Eagles and Niners making it through. And I'm the Eagles, the Eagles to me are the weird team. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. NFC Championship game, Niners, Eagles. I got Niners winning that game. I got Niners winning that game, which means I got Bengals, Niners in the Super Bowl, and I got Joe Burrow winning the Super Bowl. So, okay. I'm my... going to break down my counter, my counter argument to the Bengals and why they'll get bounced round one, though, immediately after this. Everett, let's hear your... To your my, I'll, 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 do, I'll do AFC then NFC. I, I will stipulate though my NFC. I have an asterisk, and I will explain that. Um, it's not going to change what it is, but I'm going to explain why I have an asterisk, um, and what that would possibly change for my bracket. Okay, okay got it, got it. Round one wild card weekend for the AFC: Chargers, Bengals, and Bills all win. Divisional round. Chargers and Chiefs, Bengals and Bills. Chiefs win, Bills win. Championship round, Bills and Chiefs. I have Bills making the Super Bowl. NFC side, I have Cowboys, Vikings, and 49ers. Then I have the 49ers and the Cowboys and the 49ers making the Super Bowl. Out of those two, I have... The Bills winning the Super Bowl. Now, I, what I want to, to stipulate here with my, my asterisk is I have an asterisk on the Vikings. And it's not for any bias reasons. I don't have them winning the Super Bowl. Okay? It's not an asterisk for, for winning the Super Bowl. Okay? My asterisk is if they win the first round, if they can beat the Giants handedly that first round, I is think that changing the, your expectations that I think that it does change my expectations in the playoffs. And it's only because if you look at what the Vikings have done all year and the teams that they have played and that they won have won closely when they have the momentum flowing and they, they have kind of like the confidence, right? When they play cocky and confidence and, and their offense is going just, I get you, man. just steaming, right? Yeah. I think that if they if they if they start that offers the Giants and they just build on that next week next week right, I think that they could roll through the 49ers in Santa Clara, and then you have a rematch with the Cowboys or with the Eagles. Hard to beat a team twice. Vikings could find a path to make it to the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl, but at least the NFC side of that bracket, because outside of the 49ers, all of these games would be rematches. And I think that if you're if you're moving on and you've got that confidence and your offense is firing on all cylinders and your defense is playing a little bit more aggressively, which is that's exactly what they need. And if they can do that, it is possible that they can make a trek to, to the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean they'll win it, but they, they do have a path there. Now, also, the reason why I have the Eagles getting bounced uh, in the divisional round to the Cowboys Mm-hmm. I have not been super high on the Eagles for, for half of this year. Like I've never ranked them as the number one team in my power rankings. Um, that's for a reason. I don't think that their team is playoff situated. I, I, I don't on. think 
I don't think that Nick Sirianni is a playoff head coach. I don't think that Jalen Hurts is a playoff quarterback. Tom Brady absolutely dismantled them alone last year. I know Bruce Arians was the head coach, but I really just count Tom Brady as the only factor there. I just I think that they're not ready. And also, let's say the Cowboys play play the Eagles, okay? Mm-hmm. They yeah. split the series. They split the series this year, one and one. Both times had the backup quarterbacks playing respectively. I think that now you actually have real quarterbacks playing. Kind of their first time matching up. First time matching up, throw everything out the window. I think that on paper, the Cowboys defense outplays everything, and that's why that they win that game. Even if the Bucks win that game versus Cowboys and, and Bucks, because also, by the way, that's a fucking toss-up. Um, same thing. Tom Brady rematch, put the young buck in his place. It's just what Tom Brady does. He's going to want to make the Super playoff. Tom Brady is a different fucking beast. So, that's why I have them getting eliminated. And I think whatever team comes from that side of the bracket, regardless is not making the Super Bowl. I think so, it's going to be from that bottom side of the bracket. Anyway. So something that I just want to point out with you having Cowboys being the Eagles, you got Cowboys taking out the bucks round one. Now I picked the bucks. This is I what think I'm thinking awesome. though. This is what I'm thinking. Though. Okay. So Tom Brady, I looked it up. He's seven and zero all time against the Cowboys two and zero as a Buccaneer against the Cowboys. This is a square pick. In my opinion, to go with the Brady seven and zero stat. If that's the reason you're picking the Bucks, which is why I'm picking them, it's a square pick. But I'm still going with the square pick. Okay, I know that. Like, if you look at both of these teams on paper, God, the, the Cowboys match up so well with the Bucks. The Bucks have had so many O line issues, and the Cowboys D line is going to have a field day on them. Like, if you just look at it from that perspective, the Cowboys on paper, should probably win this game like eight times out of 10. This is, this is something that I, I think I'm a little more concerned about than most people. The Cowboys and Dak in general have just been very iffy these past couple of weeks. Dak has really not looked like the Dak that we, we think no, of in terms of taking care of the ball, you know, playing it safe. He... He's been getting a little, little careless. Throwing a lot I'm of picks a little, down that's the why stretch. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned because of that. That's why I, I was way awesome. more confident in the Cowboys two months ago than I am now. Uh, but it's very weird because the Cowboys are 12 and five right now and almost became the one seed over this past weekend. It, it, very weird scenario in general with all these tiebreakers. I, I think that's, I think that might be game of the weekend. Cowboys, Bucks. I think that might be it. This is this is another thing I want to say though, Everett. We are kind of going all towards the favorites, and I feel like that you know in a football game, the favorite team like on paper, especially with a home playoff game, like you probably will be winning that game most of the time. However, it's the NFL playoffs. Last year, nobody thought the Bengals were going to be making that deep push. No, well, nobody expected that. Also- I just I know that there's going to be some top seed who gets upset and we're going to not see it coming. It might be the Niners. Like that's a game where no one's giving the Seahawks a chance. Nobody's going to give the Seahawks a chance. They, they just walked it off. I mean, it was the Rams, but they walked it off on the Rams. Get a reset. Pete Carroll. I mean, a lot of experience in the playoffs. So does Kyle Shanahan, but rookie quarterback pressures, Players that have never been in the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey never been in the McCaffrey's playoffs. McCaffrey's first appearance. 
like there's a lot of stuff going on here and that's just, and i mean rock purdy <laughs> that's why i said rookie quarterback yeah, yeah. um so like that that's like something to look at you have the stats for for tom brady against the cowboys vikings by the way vikings rematch versus the giants in minnesota exact same time exact same day just a month later and that game was also in minnesota too yep correct? i said it's, yep so it literally exact verbatim everything. Now, now this is, I have a question for you, Everett. Now my chargers were matching up against the Jaguars. We got Rematch. the breaks beat off of yep. us week three against them. You guys beat the giants earlier in the year. I'm, I still pick the Vikings. Cause I'm, I'm gonna be honest, the giants like phenomenal season that they're here, you know, don't get me wrong, but Danny so, Dimes, is he going to get a playoff dub in Minnesota, bro? So, it's so just here's, here's the thing. Nuts. I think, I think that looking looking at the, what, what happened last time that we played them, okay, we started off pretty Was hot. Was it on Thanksgiving? We, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Christmas. Christmas. We started off hot, and we just collapsed. Like, our defense, offense, everything shut down after that first drive, okay? Then they started coming back. Then we... We went up by like. God two damn scores. it! Our teams are really similar, bro. Our team I, shut well, no, down. Our, our teams shut down for like. You have seen. You have seen the memes. Forty-five minutes of the, minutes the, of the game. are like that's a meme on Vikings Twitter. Is the Chargers yeah. are the Vikings of the AFC? Yeah, we're the AFC Vikings. So, I like we just shut down. Like we we came back. We went up two scores. And then we let them score. So, by by playing them that first time, obviously, like we have the same team. It's it's hard to to beat a team twice, and it's been hard for the Vikings to beat a team twice this year. Um, we did it versus the Bears, but it's the Bears. We haven't beat us. We haven't beaten a team twice this year. Well, lucky for you, lost to the Jaguars the first we're, time. We're two and four against our division, bro. So we just by playing them, we know how they're going to play. They don't have any receivers. Kenny Galladay kind of made an impact this past week, but that's with Davis Webb at quarterback. So. I think we kind of have a little bit more experience now of how to actually shut them out. And hopefully the defense plays well. It's been a couple more weeks. Duke Shelley's evolved a little bit more. Brian Asamoa is actually going to get some more playing time, by the way. Your guy. That game. My guy. I've been calling him out all year. Guess what? He's the fucking best rookie that we have this year. So just interesting all that. And then we look at, at, at the other side of the bracket, the AFC side of the bracket, okay? Bengals-Ravens rematch of this past week, week 18. Bills-Dolphins inter interdivision game possibility of two and no possibility of two. We'll see. And then Jaguars and chargers also rematch. So all of these games have either been played before or have connotations to them. I actually think all of them, all of these teams might've already met this season in actuality. I think the only one that's a debate is the bucks Cowboys, oh but I think they did they play played week one. I think they did play. They, Oh my God. Everett. Yep. So Every single these- one of these teams have played. All these teams have played each other before, so throw everything out the fucking window. Actually, though. Actually, though. Um, okay. I, I, I don't think that there's ever been a playoff before where every single team, every single matchup have played each other before in the season. I really don't know. I, I think this, this playoff run, t- to beat last year's, on paper, it's going to be very tough because the Bills and the Chiefs might not match up necessarily. This is all. I think, this is all a good clip, by the way. No, yeah, I, I like all. I like all this discussion. I, hmm, okay, okay. I think. I think this is actually a, a good, a good topic of debate. 
Eagles also, or Chiefs, I know your your opinion on which one seed would have an easier I mean, dude, road. However, the, the, the Chiefs just you, fucking did did ring around the Rosie to beat no, no, the shit out of this. Okay, I, I I can't believe I'm actually about to say something positive about the Chiefs here because they're literally in my nightmares. This is something that I really think about the Chiefs this year. Okay, so Mahomes just put up a 5,300 passing yard season after losing Tyreek Hill. I'm right now just taking a peep at, at, at the Chiefs receiving core. They've just been spreading it around, okay? Everyone's getting the ball right now in that offense. This is what I fear about matching up with the Chiefs. And also, I'm not I'm not 100% confident we're even beating the Jags, okay? be fair yeah i I would say i i honestly think that it's a steeper road to beat the jaguars than it is to beat the chiefs because you guys have put in a decent effort versus the chiefs this year oh you know what i don't i'm not i'm not trying to go back to week two i'm not trying to go back to week two everett but people forget that first half chargers chargers play well in arrowhead this year people forget the the worst matchup for the chiefs to play probably i would actually say it is the bolts it probably would be the Chargers because, like we said, if, if it's in our division, throw everything out the window. Also, Chargers phenomenally, like, usually play better in Arrowhead. So, I don't know. Nay, I'm all I'm pretty sure going into the season, Herbert was undefeated in Arrowhead, winless at home against the Chiefs. But whatever, I digress. I do think for, for the Bolts to make this push, I, I love how you picked us to beat the, the Chiefs. I love you for that. Oh, I did. I just I didn't pick you to beat the Chiefs. Oh, I thought I you did. I said, oh, that, oh, I, say, I, I said that the Chargers have a better chance to beat the Chiefs than to beat the Jaguars. Oh, oh, my bad. I, 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 I thought I heard you say Chargers over Chiefs, and I was like, oh my god, wow, Everett. I, I love, I love getting the dialogue going. But okay, nice to see you're on the right side. This is my, this is my problem with the Chargers this year. We did not have time to gel. We did not have time to get together. I also think that a, a big reason why Staley won all the starters to play last week to get another weekend to gel together. This this offense just has not had time to click, and I'm very concerned to see what happens. I don't know if Slater's coming back. I would arguably say that might hurt in a way, just having moving pieces around this O line. I I don't I just don't think we have the time to gel. I don't think we have the time to to really connect and get together. I obviously want to see us win as many playoff games possible, but shit, I'm part of me is thinking in the future, if we go out and get get smoked by the Jags round one, no, I'm also, still not even sure if, if what we I turn off Staley. I'm still not even sure. This is also like, what I want. That's why I'm add. so worried about this team. I don't the know. Jaguars, the Jaguars, and the, so the, this is the first time the Chargers have been in the playoffs, right? With this team, with Brandon Staley, Herbert's first appearance. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. First time Brandon Staley's been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Jaguars, for the most part, for most of them, is the first time that they've been in the playoffs. Well, I guess as a head coach, Staley's first, but yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. right? It doesn't fucking matter if you're a D coordinator. I don't give no, a no, shit. No, 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 I, I was, I was just saying, well, I mean, he didn't win the this playoff game with the Bears, so. Not trying so, to give him credit. Just, but, 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 okay. So first time for basically everybody on the Chargers to be in the playoffs. Except for, I think Joey Bosa was in the playoffs a couple of years ago too. Like, there's a couple of players. Yeah, yeah. Max, the I, I think Derwin James might have been on that team too, um, or that might have been the year he tore his ACL. I don't fucking know, but um, probably was for the Jaguars. Basically, everybody's first time being in the playoffs besides their head coach. So, yeah. 
I just think that it's a really interesting dynamic because Doug Peterson knows how to win playoff games. He's done it before. He's played Brandon Staley's team, like Khalil Mack's team, and the Bears beat him that year. Yeah. Just... I just it's it's one of those games where it could be a coin flip, kind of like Bucks Cowboys, where there's experience there, experience winning there, that might it might have some some more connotations than you might expect. I I also think one thing that really caught my eye last week, even with our starters out on the field, we were getting gashed on defense, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think I kind of think at least in terms of playing in the secondary Derwin James, I kind of, kind of counted a couple of plays where he was just absurdly out of position, just like absurdly out of position. And okay, this I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. The Chargers secondary just in coverage seems to play a little bit better when a Gilman is at that safety spot and not Derwin. Obviously, Derwin is the game breaker. He's the game changer. Part of me is thinking this defense might be better if we just move him to linebacker. You you would rather do that than play three safeties? Part of me, part of me is thinking it could help because when I look at how that secondary attacked Tyreek and Waddle without Derwin James, Michael Davis, number forty-three out of BYU. This man has been playing out of his mind. He was kind of locking down Sutton against Denver, and I'm not acting like Sutton's a god or anything. It's just I don't expect Michael Davis to be clamping anybody. I just don't expect that. I I just have a feeling with this secondary, I don't know, maybe maybe Derwin is more more useful if we get him in the box. Fuck it, maybe even edge rush him. Like, shit. I... I just, I feel like I see more liability problems with him in the secondary. I don't know why. Do you feel like he is a Jamal Williams kind of player? Adams? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite saying that because I mean, he still is making plays in the secondary. He still is getting past breakups and stuff. I, I don't know. Part of me feels like Derwin's just an extremely downhill aggressive player, which I don't want to take away from him. That's why he succeeds. That's why he excels but it can get him out of position sometimes when he's has to cover deep third, when he has to cover a deep half. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously I'm not a defensive coordinator. I don't, it's Derwin fucking James. I mean, play him at safety, but shit, I was noticing some times where he was out of position and I, I don't really know what the answer there is, but Kenneth Murray got a stinger in that game. They're saying he's going to play too, but I mean, shit, he's probably banged up. I don't know. Obviously, you can't just move Derwin to linebacker randomly and expect success. I, I, they, they I, I don't know. Have... Derwin's probably one guy where you could do it. Where you do play your safety in the linebacker. No, no, no. I, no, no, no. Yeah, no. He moves down a lot. I just think that's where we find the most success out of him. I, I don't know. It, it's just so weird. I just noticed that. I was like, damn, he's. We got our starters playing right now. We're not. We're not even playing well against the Broncos. Like, why the fuck are we leaving him in? I don't know. There's a lot to learn. I, I do think we we put some uh, put some bad things on tape. Yeah, in not terms a confidence boost when your defense lets up three touchdowns from Russell Wilson after this season. No, not at all. Uh, now, the last thing I just wanted to say uh, before we wrap up, I gave a lot of shit to the Broncos going into the season. I, I looked it up preseason. I said they were going to go seven and ten. I overballed that. I, I kind of gave them a little too much props, thinking they'd go seven and ten this year. However, a lot of people were thinking 
this is a wild card playoff team. This is a 10 and seven team. This is maybe even 11 and six. You know, a lot of people are thinking above 500 just based off that defense. Now you add Russell to that receiving room. A lot of people were having high hopes. I think um, my perception of Russell Wilson has been a little skewed now. Uh, I got some family in Seattle and when Russell Wilson took over, he was like the coming of Jesus to them. You know, they had never seen a quarterback play like that, but I, I had my uncle in town who's probably one of the most team positive, never call out your guys type of fans I've ever met. And he had a very interesting opinion on Russell Wilson that I had never heard him say where he was just crapping on Russell Wilson. I, I never heard him say a bad word about Russell, but he was just saying that ever since this whole Sierra thing happened, he, he sensed a shift in mindset in Russell Wilson and, and a shift in his priorities. So, so you're so, like Sierra. Sierra is the reason that Russell Wilson's priorities have gone thrown out the window. Flip that. I, I I think now I'm not saying he's got to go Tom Brady to, to fix his NFL career. I'm not saying that. I do think, though, that Russ has officially hit absolute rock bottom. I think when he was giving that press conference a week or two ago, saying how much it meant to him seeing his teammates still had his back after that season and seeing how much that meant to Russ, where it seemed like the first time all year where Russ was really admitting like, hey, I understand. I re- I kind of took this over the top this year. I, I understand. I kind of went a little overboard with, with how I approached this season. And I think Russell, I think he's about to put his head down and kind of remind the world what he's about next season. I'm expecting a Broncos rebound. Okay. All right. I, 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 I didn't expect higher, them but... to go four and 13 year one, but I don't think it could possibly get worse than this. I think it's only up from here for the Broncos. They can always hire Urban Meyer. So stop Everett. Stop. Okay. Why did I need to catch a stray? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to to bring up my rivals. Okay. I was trying to boost them up. But that's all right. That's all right. Um, Yeah. uh, I do think that's only only up for the Broncos. Everett. um, One last thing I I just wanted to add unrelated to the Broncos. Uh, I think that this is the Bills year to win it all. Um, they're playing, they've, they've always played well. They've had the talent, but now they have the cause. And I think that that's what they needed to put also, it over. Also, this year. is another thing. Before, of course, w- what, what happened last Monday, we got to think of the other things that the Bills have gone through this year. Thanksgiving, they get snowed out. They get a home game canceled. They have to play that in Detroit when they come back from Thanksgiving, all of their cars and shit are snowed in. There's videos of the players like shoveling the snow out for their own cars. When they got back from that game, you see the pictures of that you see on Christmas, their flight gets canceled. They have to spend their Christmas in Chicago on Christmas Eve. They couldn't fly back. They've been through a lot this season. Brother died before the start of the season. I yes, Dawson Knox also went through personal track. This team has been through a lot, and you know, there's there's either two ways that could come of it. You know, either it it just throws a fucking horrible thing into a season of destiny, 
or they go on and they just go fucking win it all. It's one or the other. I think that now, this is, I think this is their year. Now this is this is something that I'm thinking about with the Bengals, okay? Obviously, obviously no one expected that thing to happen Monday night. It was awful no, what happened. No yeah. I think how the NFL approached the one seed immediately afterwards that upset the Bengals a lot. Now I'm not entirely sure exactly what they were saying with this coin flip home field advantage neutral site thing. Too, I fair. wasn't entirely sure. My thing though, I I think the Bengals are are pissed right now with how their season ended uh, and how the Ravens potentially had a chance to take that one seed from them. I think they're pissed right now. Bengals. I think the yeah, Bengals are Ravens, pissed. How would the Ravens take the one seed from them? If the Ravens beat them last Sunday, they got the one seed in the AFC North over them. Oh, I didn't know that. So the Bengals were fucking pissed off about the, how the NFL handled the rescheduling and everything. And this is what I'm thinking. I, an angry Joe Burrow is not one to mess with. Okay. Uh, that that uh, team, I don't want to mess with. I only put that in for this first wild card weekend. I, like, I wouldn't put that in and then the rematch versus the Bills. I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying this is going to make them angry against specific teams. I think it's them against the NFL right now. And now this is my last point I want to make about the, the Bengals and why they might, they might lose round one. Okay. So you have that you have that little motivation factor. Maybe you guys are a little too angry going into this playoff game. Maybe it's a distraction to a degree because we're you're too em- too focused, too emphasized on how you were cheated or almost screwed over. And this is another thing that I've really developed a strong opinion on this year after seeing the Chargers offense struggle without Corey Lindsay. Bengals guard Alex Kappa got carted off the field uh, yesterday against the Ravens. Now, Alex Kappa is a very good guard, a very an integral piece to that Bengals O-line, and having him out is obviously going to hurt the Bengals. But I'm very concerned with the Bengals offense having to plug in a new guy at guard right before the playoffs. You got a week to turn this around and get this O-line on the same page against a very tough Ravens defense, okay? Also, keep in mind, on Christmas, Lael Collins tore his ACL. They're also throwing in a new right tackle plug-in piece, getting him up to speed right before their playoff push. So that's now two linemen that they're replacing and trying to get up to speed, get ready for this game. Now, I'm not saying the Bengals can't do it. Look at their O-line last year. They still made the Super Bowl. I'm not saying it's impossible to do. I just, after seeing how awful that Chargers offense was immediately after losing Corey Lindsley. It changes my whole perspective on, on just how these O-line, that O-line group is going to pro, uh, approach this Ravens team. It, it's going to be different communication up front with new guys on the line. It's going to be different communicating up front pre-snap who to block. It's going to be a completely different thing. And I think that that's a very big thing that can't go overlooked in this ravens Bengals matchup. Now, I'm not saying they can't do it. I, it's just that that really scared me, seeing Kappa go down and lay up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, once again, not yeah. saying that, that keeps them out of it, but. All right. Well, we've been ripping for a minute, so I'm going to cut us here. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Rate us six stars on Twitter, uh, on Spotify. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, YouTube, and on TikTok at WaterboyPod. Our handles are right below right here. Make sure that you spread out the Waterboy love, the Waterboy word to all your friends, family members. 
Make sure that you play us out loud on the PA system on all Delta and Virgin Airlines flights. We know Virgin Airlines doesn't exist anymore, so JetBlue will do with that. Don't do Southwest, though. Sue that company. Yeah, fuck them. All right. Waterboys out.